Hey guys, you are listening to Feels Like 30. I'm Veronica, and today I have a very old friend, old being that he's almost out of his 30s, but (laughs) (laughs) I've known for a very long time. Um, My friend Veli, who I actually met when we were in Cali way back uh, 2010-ish. Yes. When I was 18. How old were you at the time? Uh, he was 18. I was probably 28. 29, okay. Something like that. Something like that. And um, I'm just going to give him a chance to introduce himself. So go for it. I was seven. The belly of South Jamaica, Queens. Uh, I went to Jamaica High School, Queensboro College. And then uh, after that, been moving around and uh, joined the military, I think about 25. You know what I'm saying? So, what were you doing before that? Uh, just pretty much running around, running wild. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of street activities, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I was pretty much, you know, in a limbo. Uh, so what made you want to? I just wanted to make my grandmother proud, make my family proud, you know, because, you know, everything was real hectic around the time. I was... Uh, Were you in between jobs at the the time? No, I was like more rapping and doing a lot of, a lot of, you know, wild, wild stuff, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So So were you in trouble prior to getting to the military? Yeah, just not too much, you know, to be like on the radar, you know what I'm saying? But Gotcha. So the military kind of set you straight a little bit. Yeah, just as for everything, you know, like I was like, if I'm going to, be out here I was like I don't want to be the old man on the block I didn't want to be none of that you know so uh, like by the time I was I hit 25 me and my best friend at the time we were like uh you know um if I make it to like 25 and this ain't going right I don't get this record deal I'm gonna get this right I said uh I know I'm gonna do I'm gonna say I'm gonna join the army he was saying the same thing but he was like you know kind of in and out with it Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he ended up getting, you know, killed. And then I was like, now I really have to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I didn't want that to happen to me. So that's when I really took my life serious, you know. Do you feel like music um, and that lifestyle kind of goes hand in hand all the time? Yeah. At the time, we didn't think it was, uh, you know, at the time, the only ones that we had that passed away like that were actually, no, no. With like Tupac and Biggie, but like, uh, you know, on mainstream, me- you mean like mainstream media wise? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's like the 90s. So, you know, this is like the 90s. So, like, it was like, a, a, you know, every year an artist would pass away. This had third when I was like, damn, like, I don't like this genre no more. Like, I don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I end up real big. You know, a lot of them died like in their prom. So I was like, I didn't want to do that. You know, I didn't want that to happen to me. So, and then it happened to like it hit home when my best friend, you know, ended up getting murdered. So I was like, nah, nah, nah. You know, let me let me move to Atlanta and uh, get away from everybody. And I was living beautifully out there. Like <laughs> it was like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I was loving it. <laughs> you know. We was living in many, like, many mansions down there. My grandmother was, you know, she had a mini mansion because, like, for the price in Long Island, we had a house that she, you know, had bought out there. And the mini mansion was, cost less in Atlanta. 
Okay. So I was like, oh, we out here. We out here, you know? So <laughs> I, I joined, and then, you know, I was like, what the hell is the workforce? And what am I going to do? Get paid? I'm going to get paid? No, I'm not doing that. So I was like, you know, just spoiled at the time. And then. So you joined you know, from Atlanta? Yeah, I joined in Georgia. Yes. Okay. I joined in Georgia. Uh, I forgot the, the, the base, um, but it was in Henry County. Um, and so how did you end there. up coming back? Uh, the streets is calling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quick story. Quick story. All right. So, you know, when I, when he, when my homeboy hit Cardell, rest in peace, when he passed away, I was like, like in a, in a, like a rut, like just, I was just all fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So I was, you know, also when I was down there, I was, you know, my uncle had a club that I was working at. Um, a whole bunch of stuff was going on and just, it was like a wild, fast party life. Milana was like really thriving at, at that time. And then um, I just started going, you know, like nowhere. Like, you know, I started feeling real miserable. Then like my boy was supposed to be down here and he didn't make it. So I was like, I bet, you know, you know, the, the, the women, I was, they wouldn't even, you know, you know, like making me feel too, you know, I mean, I was. You weren't able to fill like, the void. Yeah, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. So I was. I, my life wasn't meaning anything at the time. So I said, let me let me see what this what's up with this, you know. And uh, also, I thought I had a kid. Somebody had called me one day, one morning, oh. and I used to work. Yeah, I used to work at the <laughs> job with my homeboy, and I grew up with him, my boy Gary. And this fool hits me up and he ran into this girl I used to talk to. And he was like, yo, you remember, yo, you remember, um, Melissa, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, yo, this little girl got this, that same apple head when you was a little kid. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Wait, I got a kid? What are you talking about? I was like, I'm with him right here. And then I got on the, I got on the phone with her. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? And she was uh, Italian. And he was like, the baby's not black. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how old the baby? She was like, oh, and I was gone maybe about a year and a half. And the baby was a year and a half. And I was like, no, maybe the baby was about going on a year or something. Okay. So I was like, oh my God. You, uh, you remember when I used to show you pictures, you know, yes. of her. I remember. So I really, 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 really thought, you know, like, and she looked just like my baby pictures. My mother used to, was like, and my grandmother was like, oh my God, she looks just like you. No, no. <laughs> At this then, point, you were back in New York already? No, 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 no. I was okay. in Georgia gotcha. dreaming of coming back to New York. Okay. And then, um, then I, you know, this is 2000, it's 2007-ish, right? Yeah, 2007. So I went to, then, you know, at the time, like I said, I was just, you know, all I had done was like a lot of stage shows, like rapping and I did a little acting, stuff like that, you know, when I was in Queensboro. Um, so I didn't, I was like, okay, okay, let me just see. Let me get back. All right, let me get back to New York. That's the next thing. You know, I miss New York so much, whatever. My people's miss me. And then I went to basic. I ended up going to basic. Um, basic training. AI, for those of you who don't training, know what basic sorry, is. Yes. <laughs> went to basic training. Then I went to AIT in uh, El Paso. I went to basic training in Oklahoma at Fort Seal. And then I went to AIT in um, El Paso, Fort Bliss. And then from there, we was on a holiday leave. 
And on my holiday leave, instead of going to Atlanta, I shot to New York. When I came to New York for um, Christmas, I was like, oh my God, let me, I gotta meet her. I gotta meet her. Went and met, my, you know, my thinking at the door at the time. Yo, you know, uh, just, I was like, I can't leave. I'm coming back here. And then I ran into my homeboy who was in 719 at the time. Which is a company and in the National Guard in New York. There you go. Um, ran into him. He introduced me to, uh, at the time, was First Sergeant Garner. And Garner right there on the spot while I'm still at ART, got my paperwork to have me transfer right to the unit. Gotcha. So, as soon as so I you never there, even drilled with the Georgia National Guard? I, I've never met them at all. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so never, I, Actually, I met the... Uh, what was, I forgot what it was called so many years ago. Um, you know, like before you even go to basic, you know, they send you to those 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 little drills, the pre-drills. The RSP, the Recruit Sustainment Program. There, there you go. Yes, them, them. So gotcha. I, only met, I only met them and they told me I was never going to really see them ever again. So yeah. that's the only people I really met. And then I, I flew right from AIT straight back, oh no, went back to Georgia. And everybody, my grandmother was like, oh, man, why are you leaving? And I was like, I've got to go back out there. And she was like, you forgot what was out there. And I was like, huh? And I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of, I had a whole bunch of beats, a whole bunch of street wars. And a lot of people wanted to take my head off. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about y'all folks. <laughs> but you came back anyway. That's the crazy part. Yeah, well, when you when you got that desire, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, you think you're a father, you know, you really want to step the game up, you know. Right. You really, you know, it's like I had, uh, finally had pleasure in my heart again, you know, like yeah. something, something's, back, something's here now and it's brand new and I don't know what this is. I got to go fulfill it. And that's what I did. And so fast forward, you're back in New York and you're in the New York Army National Guard. You think you have a daughter. And what are you yeah. what are you doing for work at this time? And how old are you? You're in your late twenties at this point. I'm um I think um about 20, 25. I'm still twenty five. Turning twenty six at the time. Okay. Um, what I'm doing for work? Actually, I went to uh, mechanic school. I went to a mechanic school in Queens. Um, this spot called New York ADI, right on uh, Liberty in um South Jamaica area. So I went to that school and what else was I doing? Oh yeah, I was dating this crazy, crazy girl. <laughs> I was dating her. I hope she's listening. If she, I hope she's listening too. No names. No names. <laughs> she, stabbed, so, she stabbed me like twice. <laughs> I remember this story. You remember? But, <laughs> so as far as regular life goes, for the most part, things were looking kind of on the straight and narrow. Like you were on the right track doing your thing as far as you were in the military yes. doing your thing. Life wasn't absolutely terrible. And that's around the time that I had met you. Um, and I think at the time you yeah, had yeah, still yeah, thought right. that um, that the young girl was your daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't. I, I'll tell you when I found out, but we go, we, go, we get to that in a sec. But um uh, like what was going on? I was, yeah. So I was just pretty much had the nut. I was chilling, you know, I pretty much was living with her and, um, crazy girlfriend. Like, it, yeah. And we were like, it was like real toxic, 
that'd be very toxic. And I'm going to school, you know, she, she could see that I was more than just sex. <laughs> you know, she oh, was boy. like, yeah, she got a, you know, a head over his shoulder, you know, a head on his shoulder. So, um, I was, oh, you know, getting mad. Like a lot of people was like, you know, you got to remember I was getting, I was popular, you know, really, really quick, especially around my neighborhood. But when I was in the army, I was like, you know, everybody heard about me, you know. Because you always had loud. jokes for days. Exactly. I was, I was a terrorist. I was just. <laughs> Busting jokes on everybody. Like. Do you feel? Do you feel like you often use like humor as a way to kind of break the ice when you go into new crowds? Uh, it's, it's or something that it just, just comes happens. naturally to you. It comes naturally. It's like you know, sometimes it breaks the ice. Sometimes because I was like a class clown, no matter what. You know, like when I was in school, I used to read the textbook ahead of the, you know, like wherever we at in the class. Just to, just to tear out the teacher, you know. You know like, I, I'm bored of that. I don't want to, you know, just to, you know, like just to test them. So I used to do that in the army as well, just to be ahead of everybody. So when they tell me to be quiet, I'd be on my shit, and I'm like, all right, so woo, 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 whatever, whatever, and just to get on their nerves and be like, all right, would you want to teach a class? And I'll teach a class, you know. <laughs> they were like, all right, sure. All right, let me just leave this. Kid. Let me leave this kid alone. <laughs> so you carried that trait with you pretty much forever. Yeah, because I think. Um, when you have people laughing, they're paying attention a lot more, you know, and they're not paying, they're paying attention to the humor and not what I'm going through, you know, especially when, you know, like a lot of people, especially in the army, used to like judge quick and, and they'll yes. say this guy, this, this, and Absolutely. I used to have them more afraid that, oh, uh, don't let that dude get on your ass because he's going to terrorize you, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like I had a lieutenant, he had ran into me, you know, um, uh, he was coming to a spot I was at. And he was with a friend of his that wasn't in a, no, he was in the military, but I never met him. And he was like, yo, listen, before you meet this kid, you know, before you meet this dude, he said, trust me, he's going to start busting jokes on you and just don't take it personal, <laughs> you know? And then as soon as I met the guy, he just had a huge smile on his face. What the hell are you smiling at? You know, just to, like, just to get at him, man. He was like, yeah, I heard about you. And I was like, oh, I said, they stay on me. <laughs> you know, do you so, feel like you use humor sometimes to like cope with things that are going on? Yes, yes. I don't have to think. I know I do because, you know, this world is miserable once you really look at it from, you know, the way I've, I've seen it. You know, I've seen it in a lot of lenses, you know, and uh, it's. You know, a lot of people love, I think a lot of people love to be just, you know, um, assholes, you know, they rather hate you. They would love to hate you more than they love you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't for know sure. why. People, people love to find reasons not to like somebody as opposed to just looking at them for the good. So, yeah, exactly. 100%. You know, like even back to going back to the street stuff, like I was never the aggressor. I was never the, you know, the I was always the one that was mad cool. Everybody had love for, and then a lot of people see you know, see that as weakness. And I'm like, you know, why? I'm just over here showing love or whatever. And somebody's got to come over and want to, you know, especially where we come from, you know. Yeah. And plus, I come from a I come from a barbaric like you know like era like the eight, late '80s, early '90s. You know, you get punched in your face for just smiling or being cute. You know what I'm saying? You know how girls used to hate on pretty girls? That used to happen to dudes, too. And then, you know <laughs> and then beat them up. Yeah. 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 No, I, I get you. So do you feel like you've had to balance being the funny mm -hmm. guy and then also being able to hold your own? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had to balance it. You know, I had to... Uh, I just... As long as I didn't look like a fool, you know, at the end of the day. I, you know, I just... 
I just like to outsmart people and, you know, don't let them think that I'm outsmarting, right. you know, I've outsmarted you if I've already got you laughing. <laughs> you know, that's how I felt. Gotcha. <laughs> so you, mean, you carry this charisma into your military career and things are going kind of chaotic in your relationship, um, but good. Otherwise, you're in school at this point. You're you're um, in a really good unit in the National Guard. And then yeah. things take a turn for the worse. Actually, wait, wait, wait. That's like six years later. <laughs> okay. So but, in between, I, but in between, I did kept, I kept on catching things. <laughs> That's why, like, you know, every time I was up for, like, you know, for my, you know, to get, you know, um, to get promoted every time. Like, Come on, man. You got you got another case. <laughs> and I was like. So you were kind of, uh, you were still in and out of trouble while you were in the military. Was, I would. But I wasn't looking for it at all. Like this crazy girl just, you know, was had me running a like running crazy around, you know, wild with her. I'm like, oh my God, like I was like, oh my God, she's just not on my frequency, you know. So you were catching and, domestic uh, cases? No, I, well, she beat herself up once and I caught a case. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh my God, like what am I doing? I kind of grew up with the girl and I was like, why are you doing this to me now, especially right now? Like, I'm in the military now. Like, this is, like, terrorizing my, like, my, my career, you know? This is, like, you're not even thinking for us, so. What made you want to stay? You know, the power of the PUS. <laughs> <laughs> did you have, well, let me ask, did you have a, a family support system outside of your girl, or was she mainly? Yeah, 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 yeah. My, uh, my uncles, because I grew up, I grew up, um, I had six uncles, one aunt. My aunt was like more close to my age. She was only two years older than me. <clears throat> and, you know, they were around, they were living in Elma. And uh, that's why I ended up, you know, going to, uh, moving to right after um, the old family house because they didn't all go to Georgia. My grandmother went down, but they all stayed, you know, in New York where they still at right now. And, um, I I was I was like I need something for me. I need to get up out of this. The military ain't enough because you know the the it turned into like a too many uh, too many chiefs, not enough Indians mm-hmm. kind of situation. And I was like, oh my god, this is starting to get annoying because you know like I'm not making money and I'm showing up for you know one week in a month and. I was like, it's not, it's not, it's not cutting it. Now I need to really, uh, like the school thing. I can't, I couldn't even finish the mechanic school. And then I got hit to the truck business. Actually, I always wanted to, you know, drive trucks. I was a fan of Transformers. I used to love Optimus Prime. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, let me get in this trucking. I'm already a trucker in the military. I said, let me really get into it. And then I, you know, um, went to NTTS, National Tractor Trailer School in uh, Liverpool by Syracuse, okay. New York. And I went to an eighteen week course, and I was, you know, you know, it was, you know, I was up there, you know, for a while, just to, especially to get away from the girl. And you know, they they put us up in an apartment. It was me and three other soldiers from my unit in the same apartment. Wow! So it was like kind of, it was like really going to college, kind of. Right. You know, we was we was up there just busting jokes, and it was like. So even though fun. you had a, a bunch of roadblocks, you were still trying to make things happen. And things were yeah. looking on the up and up. You were out there for 18 weeks and then you came back to the girl? Uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and, and, 
So you when know, you graduated, was, did you immediately uh, did you immediately start uh, doing the trucking start thing? Driving. Yeah, okay. Start driving. I had went um, cross country. Matter of fact, I, I met you around this time because I went to school in 2010. So this is when I um, yeah, while I was there, we had that three week um, AI um, AT sorry, which is annual training. AT annual training. And uh, we going to California. I was like, oh, California, baby, California. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, we at it. We out of here. You know what I mean? So I think we're going to see palm trees. We were out in the desert. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, where they got us? Oh my God. It's like Iraq out here already. Oh my God. And um, it was cool, though. It was cool because I remember, I, I, I mean, I didn't really like, you know, having to walk down there a whole mile just to take a shower and stuff. But it was, it was an experience crazy, you know it was definitely an experience but uh i think it was real 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 you know um so would you say that this lesson. this time frame was like the highlight of your career like as far as things going well in the military like you were finishing your or you finished your your trucking school you know things it were was, going well it was just it was i would say more where i had more sight of you know i'm not you know, uh, I'm. I wasn't really sober, sober all the time, but I was just more like loving the purpose. high of being. Yeah, my purpose. There you go. Yeah, I was loving that much, you know. But before my highlights was like running into a lot of celebrities in Atlanta and running into whatever when I was doing that. Right. You know, I wish I didn't take a lot of pictures back then, but if I did, <laughs> I'll, I'll put those <laughs> pictures out. You know. Um, <laughs> we had Polaroid but, cameras. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back in those days yeah. I was like, but hurry up take the picture <laughs> take the picture Mike take the picture <laughs> nah but um yeah but back in those days I mean it was it was beautiful then but it's like that was a blur the military I could like see it vividly I closed my eyes I could just remember like everything do you miss you it you know because that was an actual fun time I miss a lot, but I don't miss the offices, you know, the office problems, you know, um, the politics, the people, the politics, there you go. Like a lot of people were just trying to cut throat, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. you know, everything you do good. Matter of fact, I used to run missions and then somebody else get the credit for it. Right. And then I had to be the underdog that was like, yeah, you know, you did your thing. And I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> Everybody else gets so, rewards for it. I'm at this point my- in your, your military or in your civilian life, were things still going okay? Uh, I had a run around with uh, trying to figure out, you know, find out what the hell was going on with little girl's mother. You know, I kept on breaking up and making up and breaking up, making up with the old, old girl. It was, I, the only thing I could say was a highlight was I started working for the post office, you know, and just doing my thing over there and just making, you know, making good money over there. And so then, fast forward to when you were, I, I think you were at pre-mobe or you were going to pre-mobe and then you got recalled. Okay, <laughs> recalled. I had a case. <laughs> had <an open> case. <laughs> so what was your open case? Uh, it was when she had um, beat, a, beat herself up and uh, I, I thought it was, you know, a BS case, but then they was like, it's still open. And I was like, it's reopened. She, she admitted it, what she did. And I still had to come right back home for that. And, and you then, weren't um, able to go on that deployment. Yeah, they sent me back. And yeah. I was in Mississippi. I was at uh, Fort, was it Camp Shelby? I think Camp Shelby, something like that. What were you, I mean, what were you feeling as far as like, you know, you were 
mindset was like, hey, I'm about to go on this deployment because you guys were going to Iraq at the time, correct? Uh, no, no, no. I was gonna. Uh, I was supposed to be going to um, Bahrain. Okay. I was gonna go to Bahrain, but I I found out that the um, the guys I was headed with ended up going to Afghanistan instead. Okay. So, but the, the Bahrain was gonna be like a sweet mission. You know, we we're gonna be over there like villas or something like that. But I missed out on that one, and I was so pissed <laughs> when I got that. When I got rid of that case, then I started. Oh, you know, like uh, there was another mode coming. And mobilization. One, mobilization. So I was about to go to another one, and I started signing everybody up and whatever. And I they was like, "Yo, you going?" Because you know, remember I was so like every time you know everybody's like, "Yo, he's going." Oh, if he's going, I put me on, put me on the list. <laughs> like, I put everybody on the list. And then I get end up getting jammed up again. <laughs> so like, this monkey can't stay out of trouble. When you actually did time time, what was the, yeah. the situation surrounding that? Uh, you want me to talk about the being in or the yes. how them before I went in? Or both, or the, the circumstances surrounding that and how you know you left the military and then ended up incarcerated. Well, I'll put it like this. You know me, I'm like a over you know, overprotective kind of person. So, you know, one, you know, two of my guys, one I grew up with and one was like, one of like right on my level, like wild, funny and, you know, partying, my real partner right there, like in crime. And he reminded me of my boy Cardell back in the day that passed away. So it was just a wild night. I didn't even want to go out this night. They had to pretty much beg me to come out. But there's something in, in, inside I just really didn't want to go. For some reason, I don't know why. I think I was just exhausted from the military and driving trucks for the um, post office. I was overworked. I was tired, and they didn't want to understand that. And I wanted to see my daughter. I'm thinking, um, and then I ended up jammed up because these two dudes want to fight each other that night, and I try to separate them. So I like, yo, listen, you stay here. I'm gonna take him home. Right? Y'all ain't gonna be fighting in my car. So let me just separate y'all. And then do the separation, you know, separating the guy, the guys, they still drunk. And uh, this dude tried to rob me. And the dude I grew up with tried to rob me in my own car. <laughs> wow. And then, I, and then I ended up getting, you know, locked up for beating his ass. So how did that That's impact like, your, your military trust, life, civilian life, your trucks? Like I just, that the whole fact that, you know, like now I have to, you know, um, take a break. I have to be in trouble for something I didn't even want to be part of you know like I the whole situation had nothing to do with me <laughs> you know it's like I felt betrayed you know and mm-hmm. I mean obviously I was betrayed you know for my trust in a dude you know it was because somebody was really studying me and I'm not paying attention because I got so much going on and then you know it's the last life. thing that you're going to expect is for that to happen the absolute last yeah thing. From, from people that I grew up with you know what I'm saying and looking right. at my Instagram and watching me having fun you know I'm taking pictures rollers and then they see money they see this they see I could get him you know I just I gotta get the right moment to catch him and then they caught me and I was like wow what the hell did I do to you I used to feed you you know were you were you discharged because of this situation yes yes i was discharged because this one was gonna stick this one definitely was gonna stick so i had to you know i had to really lick my wounds on that one and then just accept it and you know i'm just all i can say is i'm a survivor (laughs) i am a survivor so how much how how long were you incarcerated for at the time two two years and what was that like 
just like the military. <laughs> I feel like that was my. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you adjusted really well, really quick. I'm a, I was. I'm gonna tell you the same funny dude. I was in the military. Same funny dude in there. I used to just terrorize them. I'm talking. I'm terrorizing murderers. <laughs> so it didn't really affect you the way that it, I guess it would affect most people as far as them completely changing their persona. My thing is, it's like, you know, um, you already knew I had like a strong presence anyway. And then, you know, I don't have the look where you want to pick on me. You know, I have the look that you want to watch out and hope I'm a cool dude, cool dude, you know. And, um, you know, like the thing with that was, you know, I'm not a I'm not a soft guy. I'm not no, you know, I'm not scared of anything pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's pretty like that's a good quality, but it's also something that could be my downfall as well because I'm like fearless. Do you feel like you were the same person when you came out? Yeah, just uh, it just really started hitting me where um, no one, you know, when you suffer that betrayal, you just you're not the same person. You know, you just you got you got you have that to deal with. It's like a broken heart. You know, you just have to deal with that. And just just knowing that what this world has, you know, you just knowing that, you know, you just got hit. And you didn't do anything to deserve it, you know, right. to show love. You uh you feel you start feeling miserable, you know. And um I wasn't the type to to want to feel that, so I'll just hide it. So I'll be like still busting jokes funny and trying to, you know. Because to me, before and hide, after, hide you seem it. like you're the same person, but you know, people always mask or can mask how they're feeling. So do you feel like you hide behind your humor to a degree as far as hiding how you really feel or how life has affected you? Because you, you've had highs and lows. And to me, you always seem like the same. But to you, are you do you feel like you use humor to mask what you're really feeling? Yeah, you know, tears of a clown. You know, I was I would like I, I'll say when I, I had a lot of therapists that uh, oh, yeah, 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 people I had to see, you know, therapy um and they used to tell me the same thing and i used to have them rolling just laughing in the office and i'm talking about my life and you know other things i even talk about on here yet but you know and i the way i could just still make it seem funny it's like you know how you know how they did with friday the movie where you know like all this wild street stuff is going on but we we could still laugh at this movie because it's not like a, a sad hood story it's a funny hood story you know right. what I'm saying I was part of that I grew up with that kind of my family was funny so we all were like we, we used to make tapes um imitating everybody on the block <laughs> <laughs> secret secret tapes because we didn't want them to know we were <laughs> and imitating old, old lady Gloria how she beat her kids and she was like, ah! you know like we used to do like stupid like you know jokes and we just knew we were talented with that back in the days you know I could make skits right now like when and they're doing right now on TikTok and all that stuff what we've been doing back in the days yes be I had no idea you know, that you you uh you went to you so you seek therapy or you have sought therapy or yeah, I see therapy, and I think the therapist needs a therapist now. <laughs> Do you feel like most men avoid like seeking therapy? Uh yes, because you know they're against it because they don't think they have problems. You know, and everyone has problems. It's just you know Absolutely. the way. You know, I think every man, when a man 
it's hurting, you know, in society how it is. We're not supposed to seek help. We're supposed to just deal with it, you know? Yeah. Just 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 go Especially with, the flow, with you know? minority men. Minority men, I feel like because yeah. they, they've grown up in a culture of you have to be a man, you have to be strong, you can't be weak, you don't talk about your problems. And yeah. so that's why I'm like, I'm surprised, but in a good way that you know, I mean, you know. like, if you really look at it, like, uh, my, my mother was the first person to ever call me a bitch ass nigga one time. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I don't believe that. I do not. I, dead, dead ass. Like, you bitch ass nigga. I'm like, what? You know, like, how? What? <laughs> and that was me feeling emotional. I was like, I, I need help, ma. Like, it, you know, I'm a bitch ass nigga. Well, I know I ain't no bitch ass nigga, you know? <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, you, I, I'm like, damn, you know, like nobody cares about how I feel. So I don't care about how, you know, how y'all feel. So if I'm busting jokes, I grew up busting jokes. So take these jokes like everybody else, you know? So do you feel better? Emotionally? Better? Yeah. 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 You know, I cry myself to sleep sometimes, but I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> how old are you? Right. How old were you when you, when you got out? Oh, damn. How old was I? Damn. Time is flying. Oh. <laughs> uh, Early thirties. Early thirties. Okay. Early thirties. Early thirties. So the the premise of my show, as you know, is more of um kind of how you're dealing with your thirties and and all that. So how would you say, you know, getting out and you had to get your driver's license again, right? Or what did did was it ever revoked? Uh, no. and, and how did you no, restart your more, life? It, it, after? It, ex, it just it, it just expired. The, the way it was is like I still had my CDO and then. Um, I just, you know, all I had to do was update my license and my medical certificate and stuff like that. But the thing is, the funny thing about um, parole and stuff like that, you know, you can't, you're not allowed to leave the state, allowed to leave, um, you know, your county. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me drive. So I was like, so you saying I can't work? And they was like, no, you can work. You just can't work. You can't do that. I'm like, that don't make no damn sense. You know, like they, it's like, it's the, the system is set up for you to, to fail again, you know, and they get a bonus every time you, you know, get jammed up. Every time right. they could jam you back up, they're gonna get a bonus for it. So, so what you do for work? For you. Uh, the first year I was just being a pest, you know, I was being a pest. I was like, y'all gonna be, a, y'all gonna treat me like a baby? I'm gonna act like a baby now, you know. And it was like, it put you back in. I was like, then put me back in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't do nothing. Then put me back in. You know, what I'm saying I might as well go back in. So when they see that you didn't have, you know, like it's not, it didn't hit you, it didn't phase you, they tend to leave you alone, you know. And yeah. I used to, you know, I used to be a pest. With, I used to have them laughing too, but I used to, I used to be a pest with them. <laughs> and you ended up finding out too. that the little girl that uh, there goes that was supposed to be that. your daughter. <laughs> While I was up there, I, we need to find out what's what because you know I was like I don't really want her coming up here to visit me, which is another weird thing to throw the story off. A lot of people kept on coming up there trying to get their uh, uh, their. Uh, I think they were just you know doing it for the gram, you know what I'm saying? Their like pity coming visits. up there, yeah, just coming up there, and I was like, stop coming up here to visit me. You know, I didn't like visits, you know. And because it would pop up on me and I wouldn't even know. And then my head wouldn't be shaved and I would be looking all <laughs> looking like uh, uh, Saddam Hussein when he came out that hole. <laughs> I'm like, stop coming up here. <laughs> He's like, we miss you. I'm like, I don't even know you. 
we heard you were locked up. So we went oh, to like, yeah, we just supporting this. And I'm thinking, it, I'm thinking I'm coming home. There's a free belly page and all this. And I'm like, ain't none of that. Why was y'all coming up here? <laughs> so while I was up there, <laughs> I had went to the law library to find out if I could get a petition, if I could have custody when I come home. Because the mother I found out was she was on drugs and stuff like that. So uh, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, I, I got to really step my game up when I come out of here. And, you know, now I'm trying to do the right up. thing. I've been trying to do the right thing. It's just, you know, a lot of, you know, running around back and forth with the ex and, you know, the military and a lot of people, you know, still in my time. Um, and I kept, uh, couldn't find her no more, couldn't find her. The whole purpose of me coming back to New York was just, like, why am I here? And I right. and, and I haven't seen the girl, the little girl, in so long. And I petitioned for, you know, uh, uh, paternity test. Paternity test. So did the test. I mean, didn't do the test. She was running away from the test the whole time I was up there. So when I finally come home, she now she popping up because now she think I still got money and this and okay, can I? Uh, and I was like, no, let's do this test real quick. Yeah. And then, like, Maury, you are not the father. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. So walk me through the, the range of emotions that you were feeling when you found out that you weren't the father. At first, I, I mean, I was, I was kind of like, I was distraught by, you know, like I said, you know, like we said before, I just started thinking of funny stuff for getting me back, you know, back on my pace. And I walked out the courtroom. <laughs> you ever seen the video of Tupac walking out like the courtroom? Like, <laughs> 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 like George Jefferson. <laughs> and so I you still the found the, the good in in all of that. Yeah, even I'm like, I'm a wreck right now. So you and were still in your in your early 30s. And how old are you now? 39. You're 39, so it's been a few years. Yeah. Um, since all that drama, it's been a few yeah. years since you've been out, um, and now you're obviously back driving trucks. Do you feel like your life has had a an upward progression since then, or do you find that you've still kind of struggled to get your footing? Well, I felt like I struggled to get my footing, but uh, I have been doing my thing, and I just I think I've become a little more quiet, you know. Uh, if you notice, I've been a little more quiet, you know, yeah. than I was before. Why is that? You know, I just, I think just maturity started, you know, hitting, you know, started hitting, you know, when I was up there, when I was up north, you know, they had that year to date, you know, like, you know, they would put old posts and yeah. I was like, oh my God, I was saying that. <laughs> and started looking at old posts. I was like, wow, like, <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> Facebook is the worst for that, where it's like this time yeah. 10 years ago, this is what you were saying. And I'm like, delete. I'm like, I don't care what I said years ago. You know what I'm saying? And yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. <laughs> and then, um, my struggle, um, you know, just the, the, the coming back and, um, you know, getting back in the rhythm and um, reintegrating and, your life. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just like I'm playing catch up, you know, I'm playing catch up. And I was never really around for the family to see me all the time anyway. So mm -hmm. it's not that, that I have to reintegrate with them. It's just, you know, like now playing catch up because I was supposed to be at a, you know, like 
the way I dream envisioned myself at this point was my own house, my own this, my own that, you know, at this age. Mm-hmm. And now I gotta I gotta bust my ass extra just to get where I'm um well back where I was supposed to be. So do you feel like uh people put um almost because this is something I mentioned in my first podcast, um unreasonable expectations of where you're supposed to be in your life? Yeah. Because because that's how I feel. I feel like people are like, oh well at this age you're supposed to be here instead of thinking about when reality hits and things, you know, like your situations happen, age doesn't really play a factor. It's just you trying to do your personal best to get where you need to be. You gotta, you gotta be at your own pace because it can't happen. You can't watch everybody else doing it at their pace because, you know, right. some people are luck, luckier than others. Some people got a support system that's out of the norm. You know, uh, you can't you can't do it. Like, look at Warren Buffett, people like that, where who made their first million in their fifties. You know, what right. I'm saying? so you can't. We can't be at their pace. I mean, at anybody else's pace but yours. You know right. what I'm saying? Your story was your story was written for you. You know. And life is a um, marathon. You know, it's not. It's it not. A, it's not a sprint as far as who can get there the fastest. And um, I feel like some people. Yeah, some people could sprint, but once you get there. How long are you going to be there? They plateau, right. And then so I I feel like if if people got out of that mind frame of, well, I need to do this by this, it's it's important to set goals. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I have these goals. These are my short-term goals. These are my long-term goals. But like with any milestone, there has to be that area of error. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you know what? This was a setback. Let me adjust my goals. The goal is the same, but how I'm going to get there may be different. You know what I mean? But I feel like we're in a society where it's like, oh, you're this age or you haven't done these things. And it's like you and I don't have the same starting point or finishing point or the same goals. So how can you compare? You know, I also read somewhere. um, It was like a meme where we got the Asian actor. But he said, you know, people ask you what you do just for how they can for how they feel they should treat you. You know, absolutely. yeah, they ask yes. you what you do just to see if, I, if I'm above you, I can treat you this way, treat you as, th- as such. I'm like, that's why I, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> but people oh, yeah. do that. For my only fans, my only fans. <laughs> people do that even, even, <laughs> even on a friendship level, people do that. People are like, oh, so what do you do? Oh, okay, I can be friends with you. You know what I mean? As opposed to, yeah. hey, do I click with this person? Do we resonate? Do we, you know, oh, you're a maintenance worker. Yeah. Oh, you're a lawyer. Okay, I can treat you this way and I can treat you that way. But Absolutely. with all of that being said, as far as, you know, life, what are you hopeful for now that you're kind of rounding out your 30s, entering into a whole new space in your life? All I know is this, I just wish my back was as good as it was in his 20s. That's what I missed. <laughs> I'm not hopeful. A lot of Bengays. I'm, <laughs> I'm hopeful to afford Bengay in the future. You know, everything hurts now. You know, um, I'm hopeful no matter what, because I'm always like, uh, you know, I don't let too much things, you know, keep me down. You know, you know, I'm optimistic. You know, anything, I must find my way to, I'm going to find a way to, to, to do my thing, you know, um, but I plan on, you know, getting my, getting in the crib soon, you know, pretty much try to be like you, you know, my oh, hero. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is a, um, a piece of advice you would give someone who is struggling with their thirties? I mean, you know, maybe not where they want to be um, just yet. Right. What's something that you would you would uh, tell them as far as keeping their hopes up? Uh, find something that you're passionate about. You know what I'm saying? And stick to it. Stick to it. You know what I'm saying? You have to have something that you love for you in this world. Um, 
work on your credit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get, get That's smart. Up, you know what I'm saying? Because trust me, you want you don't want to have to worry for month about money. Get your credit up. You know, um, anything that you really want to do, you got to go. You know, full throttle. Like I wish no, I wish I never had to hear somebody uh, like my uncles or anybody told me. You know, make sure you have a plan B, something to fall back on. If I'd ever went full throttle in everything I wanted to do, because making it to, especially like in the entertainment business or whatever, you can't have a plan B. You know, you have to be that and nothing else. You go know? balls to the wall with planning. There you go. You know, if you can do that, trust me, do it. You know what I'm saying? Nothing can stop you but you. That's it. I would tell everybody, just do what you got to do. You know, like me, choosing plan B is why I ended up with all these situations, you know, mm-hmm. because our plan A was really the aim. And I, you know, just all these, I was just more of a target on anybody that wanted to prey on me, you know, you know, and, and, and you still, you still came out as, as one of the most optimistic people that I know, like you can find the good in just about everything. So I, I think that it's incredible that, I mean, throughout the years, you've told me some of your ups and your downs and somehow you're still smiling, doing your thing um, and, and living life. That kind of concludes um, my episode for today. Um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I really appreciate it and being completely an open book <laughs> for me. Yeah, you got you to let me pull up pro, um, my mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening of all the podcasts that you could be listening to. Thank you for listening to mine. And I can't wait for you guys to hear the next one.